Welcome to this green church. We're a Christian community on a mission to raise saviors, believers that are righteous and supernatural, to succeed, lead, and have transformational societal impact. Join us every Sunday at 9 a.m. and Wednesday at 6 p.m. to be a part of this amazing service. Be blessed as you listen. Welcome to church. Father, tonight we thank you for eloquence and for utterance. We thank you for the supply of your spirit in teaching. We thank you for utterance. We thank you for inspired speech. We thank you for the grace to communicate your word and for the grace for us to receive your word tonight. We thank you for clarity of communication and for clarity of understanding. Thank you, Father. Our eyes are open to see you clearer, to know you better. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. All right. So God didn't do it. So we are going on a series for the next four Wednesdays. Um, all right. Uh, to help us to make sense of some Bible verses and some of our life experiences, okay, um, where God looks like he has done something bad. Okay. So God is the accused. Amen. Right of the Bible, okay? Bible writings, you know, especially the Old Covenant writings, okay? They are the evidence against God. The word evidence against God. Jesus is the key witness, okay? While others like Amos and Jeremiah, there are other, you know, witnesses, other, other key figures in this story. And we, we are the jurors, okay? Hallelujah. We are the jury, jurors, how do you call it in here? You should get what I'm talking about, Okay? Hallelujah. So we're going to go through some of those um, incidences and see how to make sense of what the Bible is actually saying. So, the witch cried last night. The child died this morning. The witch killed him. Have you? The witch cried last night. The child died this morning. The witch killed him. That's the way many of us read the Bible. Okay? That's the way many of us interpret the Bible. That the witch cried last night. The child died this morning. The witch killed him. Okay? We ascribe to God the evil he said would happen. Okay? People sin. Okay? And God, you know, talks about what will happen to them. And we ascribe to God the evil he said would happen. And, you know, we have reason to say that, okay? Because it's not our fault, right? The Bible says it or doesn't it. Yeah. So, Amos 3.6. Amos 3.6. Amos 3.6. Let's start on the I-14. All right? Once we go on the screen. When a trumpet sounds in a city, do not the people tremble. When disaster comes to a city, as not the Lord caused it. Hmm. When disaster comes upon a city, as not the Lord 
caused it. Just think about this for a few minutes. That when something bad happens to a city, as not the Lord caused it. So, imagine this in an atheist. Or even our own hands, when we read the Bible literally, okay, without understanding. This causes a lot of confusion. I think there is this book that is titled Sinners, 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 God's Sinners, God's Sinners, okay? How Sinners, play out in the hands of an angry God. And, um, yeah, when the Bible is read this way, you kind of get why people say what they say about God. For example, some weeks back when the crisis of um, the northern um, girl, Christian girl, that was killed, and some people are saying, you know, that that is how the Bible is also, you know, that's how the Bible is. That is how, it's, you know, we have the same thing and all that, okay? Because people misunderstand and people misread scripture. All right. So this paints, you know, a very crossome um, picture of God's character. It is troublesome. It is worrisome. That the God that told us, don't pay evil for evil. He's paying evil with gross evil. As in they gave him bath, gave them boost, 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 boost. <laughs> That's what it looks. And he says, don't revenge. It's not revenge because it's worse than what uh, the people did. So, can I say God is love if God pays people back so much evil because they sinned? Romans 13.10 Romans 13.10 Love does no harm to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. 1 John 4, 8 and 16. 1 John 4, 8 and 16. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. Verse 16. And so we know and rely on the love that God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. So, if God claims to be love, how do we reconcile things said about him in the Bible together? All right. So imagine reading an ancient book without context. Okay? Not knowing their beliefs, their languages, their idioms and figures of speech. Okay, when someone picks up a book that we write in these days, or picks up our Twitter profile, and sees us write, call somebody goat in praising them. Ronaldo is my goat. Imagine that person read someone reading our, twi- our Twitter, you know, charts in the year 2000. In the year 3000. Okay, Ronaldo is my goat. Like, okay, what's happening here? Or, this thing is mad. Hmm. Mado, I'm bad like that. Like, hmm, what's happening here? Or someone says he kicked the bucket. Like, 
Okay. He kicked the bucket. Why did he kick the bucket? All right. So, we cannot read literature of any culture or generation without understanding their context, their culture, and their language. People will now read Paul and call Paul sexist, misogynist. Can you take yourself back to Paul's day? Okay? If you do, maybe you better understand the character. That in Paul's day was a liberal. Now, it might look misogynistic to you and all that, but in Paul's day was, was a radical liberal. Radical liberal. Now, it was in his days when priests would say, I'd rather tear the Torah and burn it than teach a woman. That was his context. So when Paul now says, when we are in church, women don't talk. It might look to you like, ha, this poor guy. But in his days, they didn't even teach them. He said they should come inside, but when you come in, just keep quiet. You see the difference? That if you don't understand people's context, okay, you will judge them by your own day, not by their own days. Amen. So should we read the Bible with their idioms? She said, wow, good response. Idioms, culture, and beliefs in mind. You know, it's in our own days that we, that we write, you know, sort of strictly. We write usually what we mean. You know, we write how we mean it. If it's not like that, we say you lied or you exaggerated the facts. Okay? But in some cultures, exaggeration is not... They get what they're talking about. You get? So. Okay. So, Jesus reveals God's character. This is so important. That Jesus reveals God's character. Jesus reveals God's character. You know, when people read it, when people read it, it's not covenant. It seems like, you know, that, 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 like there are two gods at play here. That the God of the old covenant is a different God from the new one. What said that before? That, you know, God was chilled in the new, wicked in the old. In fact, I saw a movie where the guy was like, he liked the, liked the old covenant God. You could get him. He liked the old covenant God. That you understood him. If you do bass, you get bows. That that, that, that that God ruled with fear, you know, with fear, authority, you know, and all that. And it was like, this Jesus. He doesn't get this guy. He doesn't get his character. He doesn't understand this one. House of Cards. House of Cards. House of Cards is a series. Like, he doesn't get his character. And he prefers that one that, at least when you do glass. People say Jesus, God changed the new covenant. That God changed. All right? But God says of himself, Malachi 36, I, the Lord, do not change. God that people say change, said of himself, I, the Lord, do not change. James 1, 13, 17. James 1, 13, 17. James 1, 13, 2, 17. James 1, 13, 17. Once you go on the screen, when tempted, no one, I like these verses so much, no one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does it tempt anyone. Verse 14, but what? Each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. The other has conceived, it gives birth to sin, 
And sin, when it is fully grown, gives birth to death. So it links sin. It links temptation, desires to sin, and then to death. Okay? But says in all that, God is not involved. 16. Do not be deceived, my dear brothers and sisters. Be clear, as in, let's get it clear. Alright? Every good and perfect gift is from above. Coming down from the part of, of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows? He's saying here, God is only good. God does not change. That only good things come from God. That when you are tempted or under trial, don't say God is tempting me or that God is testing me. That, you have to be careful with these things, okay? It is not God's dealings with man to use pain to test him. Hallelujah. I saw, I saw someone, someone's WhatsApp this evening. That someone said, because you're singing, I will not be tried by fire. His wife is going to trials. Please, dear. It's not why you are going to trial. Amen. Amen. Sing it. Don't sing it. If you're inside of, of, of existence, planet Earth, you will go through trials and challenges. It's not God that gave you trials because you sang by fire. Please. Hallelujah. That each one is tempted, okay? And when it enters into sin, sin brings forth death. But in that process, God is not involved. All right? But see clearly here that God does not change. All right? And Jesus is God. John 1 1. Jesus is God. I want to make it clear to us here that, number one, the God of the Old Testament is the same God as the New. And that Jesus is God. Okay? He, Jesus the Son, God the Son and God the Father are the same. You know, they are one. They, they, they don't have any, any variation. There's no change in their character. Okay? So I want to make that clear, clear to us. All right? In the beginning, John 1, 1 and 2. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. Yeah? And the Word was God. Verse 2, it was with God in the beginning. Meaning that this Jesus, that is, is the word, that is God, has always been with God. So all that God did, they did together. All they are, they are together. Whatever the God the Father does, God the Son does also. Whatever he says, God the Son says also. They are the same in character. In every, in every, in every area, they are the same. So what he does is what the Father does also. If he is kind, the Father is kind. If he is cruel, the Father is cruel. All right, verse 14. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling amongst us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. So this word that is God became flesh, okay, to reveal to us the glory 
of the Father. The Father's nature. It came from the Father to reveal to us the Father. Hallelujah. So Jesus, okay, reveals to us the Father. He's called the Word of God to show us that it's God's message to us. It's God's message to us, God's understanding to us of himself. Hallelujah. All right? So he came to reveal to us the Father to make us see correctly who the Father is. To help us correct any, 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 wrong, any wrong idea when I've heard about the Father. Verse 18, John 1 verse 18. No one has ever seen God, but the one and only Son who is himself God and is in what close relationship with the Father has made him known. Saying that, we've not seen God before, we've not seen God before, that Eo, he is with God, he is God, he has seen God, he came from God, okay? He is the closest person to God. He came to make the Father known. Meaning that, what I'm told about God, um, Jeremiah, Amos, Moses, what are they told about God, okay? What I tell you is supreme. Do you understand? That what it tells you about God is what God really is. So, to know God, I must see the person of Jesus. I must then read other parts of Scripture, starting with Jesus' innovation of God in mind. That I start from Jesus and then go back to say, okay, what happened here? It's like saying now that, you know, um, you want to know who I really am. Who will you ask the question? Who would you ask? Oh, yeah. My wife. And my son is a bit grown, my son. Because they see me every day. They see kind me. They see annoyed me. Amen. So, let me do a bit of confession. So, last week, we were driving home. I was with Tammy. Okay? So, this one was parked by the road. You know when there's a small road where two cars, two cars are passing through a small road, okay? Um, to and fro. And one now parked, you know, there, making phone calls. And the place is even a bend. It's a bend. Tiny road. So, I, was, I wanted to pass, and I wanted to pass. So, now I'm trying to squeeze our way through. One woman just parked there, making a the phone call in the car. And I was like, Madam, you cannot get the car in the car. She said, she said, Waka. Um, I did my own back. <laughs> I've repented, okay? I won't do it again. But I, I won't do it again in Jesus' name. Okay. You get the point now? <laughs> All right. So, Jesus, please don't do it. Don't say I call I did it. Now do it also. I've repented. Amen. All right. All right, so Jesus reveals the Father because he's the one that really, really is close to the Father and knows the Father. Okay? 1 John 5.20. 1 John 5.20. Look at this. We know also, I, uh, I love this, that the Son of God has come. Woo! 
and has what? Given us understanding so that we may know him who is true. Meaning that if I don't see what Christ says about the Father, I don't have understanding. I don't know him. Oh boy. He has come and he has given me understanding so that we may know him who is true. So it's in Jesus' words and actions that we know who the Father really is. He says, and we are in him who is true by being in his Son, Christ Jesus. He is the true God and eternal life. So we see God clearly in Jesus. Hebrews 1, 1 to 3. Hebrews 1, 1 to 3. Hebrews 1, 1 to 3. Once we go, in the past, God spoke to our ancestors to the prophets as many times, and in various ways. Verse 2, but in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom also he made universe. Verse 3, look at this. The son is the radiance of God's glory. The exact word, representation of his being. Let's, we, can, we, can, we, can, we can stop it there. That the Son is the radiance of God's glory. The exact expression of His being, as in that is the representation of the personality of the Father. Now, the word there is, the word is character. The Greek word is character. C-H-R-A-K-T-R. It's character. That Jesus reveals the characteristics of God. Hallelujah. So that you will see clearly that Jesus, the Son, and the Father, they are one. It reveals his character. Let me, let me go to the Greek so I can, so I can play more around that, around that word. Hebrews 1.3. So what I do is I go to, I go to Bible Orb. Bible Orb is an app. You know, that's different, different sources. Okay, like interlinear version. Interlinear is where, where you see the, um, the English word under the Greek word on top. Do you get? So you can then click the Greek, Greek word and see more about the meaning. Bibleorb.com, okay? They have the app also. So Hebrews 1, 3. I'm going, to, I'm going to check it myself now so that we can just play around it. Hebrews 1, verse 3. All right. So the word there, character, for, for representation of his being, okay, C-H-A-R-A-K-T-R. Okay, Strong's 5481. Strong's 5481. Okay? So the meaning, okay, definition is a tool of engraving. An impression, representation, okay, reproduction is exact, okay, um, a graving tool. Okay, it means here yeah, um, an exact impression or likeness which also reflects inner character. An exact impression, in bracket, likeness, which also reflects inner character. See that? To show that the Son reflects the character, the nature of God the Father. Colossians 1. Are we together tonight? Colossians 1, verse 15. Look at this. The Son is the what? Image of the invisible God. Look at this. The Son is the visibility of the invisible God. 
the sun is the image, what we see, what we know of the unseen God. Meaning that the sun was made visible that we may know the character, the nature of the invisible God. Okay? And the word the image, let's go, let's go to, the, to the Greek again. Okay? It's Bible study, okay? Colossians 1, 15. When I know Jesus, I know the Father. So the word there for image is um, E-I-K-O-N or O-I-K-O-N, 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 something like that, you know. O-I-K-O-N, that's the word, that's, that's the plain word, okay? O-I-K-O-N, image, E-I-K-O-N or O-I-K-O-N sometimes, okay? It's from um, Strong's 1504. Please don't hear Strong's, the concordance, okay? Like you have a dictionary, the concordance, okay? One five, and it comes with numbers, each word has its number, all right? Strong's 1504. Okay? So the definition is an image, stature, or representation. Image, stature, or representation. Okay? An image, likeness, or bust. Okay? Mirror-like representation. Referring to what is very close to resemblance. Okay? Are we together? It says also, it has a prototype. It assumes a prototype. That is not merely a resemblance, but from which it is drawn. Okay? Then it's more like replication, more like a replication. Do you understand? It's like, it's like I want to, I want to um, represent, let me, I don't want to spoil, it, spoil, the, spoil the, the description, but like I want to show you Oyeta's statue, her build, and she's not here. Okay? I then carve, you know, something that looks exactly like her, okay? But this time, Jesus shows, not, Jesus shows you know, the inner character, not just the, not, not the body now, the nature of the Father. Why it says in John 10, 10, not John 10, 10, John, I think John 10, 30, let me go there. John 10, 30, I and the Father are one. Meaning that we are the same thing, cut from the same clothes, we are the same in character. Is that how the way you say, what I say, what the Father says? I only do his will. To show us that who he is, who the Father is, and what he does is what the Father does. All right? John 5, 19 and 30. John 5, 19 and 30. Are we together this evening? Good, good, good so far. John 5, 19 and 30. John 5. 19 and 30. John 1. John 5, 19 and 30. Are we there now? Bibles? I'm sure I came to your Bibles, okay? Are we there? John 5, 19 first and then 30. Once we go, just give them this answer. Very truly I tell you, the son can do nothing by himself. He can only do what he sees his father doing because whatever the father does, the son does also. Verse 30. By myself, I can do nothing. I judge only as I hear. My judgment is just. If I not please myself, but him who says. So he's saying that all I do is what the father says I should do. All I say is what he says. So you can see him in my character. Hallelujah. Alright? So, does, did Christ 
in Scripture, did he show himself as one who is vengeful? As one who is vindictive? As one that pays evil for evil? Okay, let's say an example. Luke 9. Luke 9. Luke 9, from 51 to 56. NKJV, NKJV, please. You can give them a knife on the screen, but NKJV in the house so I can, you know, because that gives us more, more, um, yeah. Verse 51. Luke 9, 51. Are we there? It's on the screen. Want to go? Now it came to pass, when the time had come for him to be received up, and somebody set his face to go to Jerusalem. Verse 52. 52. Messengers before his face, and as they went, they tried to engage some Samaritans to pray for him. 53. But they did not receive him because it was set for a journey to Jerusalem. So I guess, you know, beef, intercity beef, okay? Mudakeke uh, and Ife. You know, intercity beef, okay? You are going to Ife. So just leave Mudakeke alone. Intercity rivalry. So they didn't receive him because he was going to Jerusalem. All right? Verse 54. And when the disciples, James and John saw this. He said, Lord, you want us to command fire to come down from heaven and consume them just as Elijah did. Should we call fire? They bounced you. Don't they know you are? They bounced you, the Christ, the Messiah, the miracle worker, the good God. They bounced you, God, in the flesh. With all you have done and shown, they should we call down fire to show them that they bounce the wrong guy? All right? Don't forget, Christ came to show us God's nature, to correct our, our impression about what God is and what God can do. So yeah, he was showing them also that they've misread how this thing operates. 55. But he turned and rebuked them and said, you did not know what manner of spirit you are of. That if you belong to me, this is not how we do here. You don't know what manner of spirit you are of. That God will do a spirit of vengeance, amen, of bad boasts. 56. For the Son of Man did not come to destroy men's life, but to save them, and they went to another village. You know, tell them also, his two disciples, if you go anywhere and they bounce you, what should you do? Dust your feet and go elsewhere. Don't cause them. Don't fight them. If they reject you, you also reject them. If they abandon you, it's not fight. People have a choice. They have a, they have a right to choose how to live their lives, okay? If they reject you, you also reject them. But don't, 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 don't now begin to curse them, okay? But I want to curse them is that, is that they actually rejected you. And in doing so, they rejected God. That the curse is in itself in the rejection. Do you understand? Are we still together? Hallelujah. All right? Glory to Jesus. Christ said, when we see 1 John 1 5. 1 John 1 5. 1 John 1 5. Want to go, this message we have heard from him, from Jesus, and declared to you that God is what? Is light. In him there is no darkness at all. In him there is no evil. There is no weakness in him. 
is only good, is only light, is only just. Hallelujah. And don't forget that Matthew Mat- 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 7, 7, and 18, that make the tree good and the fruit shall be good, okay? That good trees only bring out good fruits, okay? Light only produces light. Glory to Jesus. So, when we read scripture that talks as though God did evil to people, we need to read it with this context in mind, okay? That God is said to do what he, let me quote it now, permitted. I'm quoting, I'm quoting it, okay? It's not that devil came to ask him, can I show them? He now says, I permit you to show them. That matter of Job, we'll come back to it another day. That Job matter will come back another time, okay? But it's not as God, you know, can I send them COVID? Oh yeah, send them COVID because they are bad, no? So the permission is that it's not as though God permitted, but that, you know, in God's withdrawal of protection, it is seen as permission. That God said to do what he permitted, what he prophesied that would happen, okay? What he did not stop or could not stop. We think as though God controls everything. That God is in control. And I want to guarantee you, if we're in control, we won't be like this. Life is better than this. Nigeria won't be like this. People will not be dying at the death of Boko Haram. Amen. That God's sovereignty has been pushed beyond his biblical limits. Okay. Back to Amos. Are we still together? Do you still have some clarity? Are we following my train of thought? Okay. Amos 6.8. So what exactly happened? Amos 6.8. Look at this. The sovereign Lord, this same Amos, okay, that we came from, I started from Amos 3.6, now in Amos 6.8, okay? The sovereign Lord has sworn by himself. The Lord God Almighty declares, I abhor the pride of Jacob and the test his fortresses. So I will deliver up the city and everything in it. Now, that God's judgment is to, again, quoting English, deliver up. Deliver up. Deliver up in the sense that I will allow these things happen to you. You have abandoned me, so therefore, I also have to abandon you. I respect your choice. So, for a while, I will contend with you with messages. Repent, Israel. Israel, repent. Evil is coming, Israel. Israel, repent. But at some point, I have to give up, okay? Because you said you don't want me. Do you understand? That God's judgment is to abandon people to their choices and its consequences. Hallelujah. You know, when we read Romans 1, 18 to we'll not read this now, but Romans 1, 18 to 21, talks about, you know, that because they will not serve God, they will not acknowledge Him, He gave them over to their vices. It's not as though, it's not, it's not as though He made them, you know, to do those things, okay, but He abandoned them in their vices. Shefenue. You understand? So that God's judgment is to leave people to their vices. So it's people rejecting God, and God also, you know, um, you know, just ascending their choices, okay, and leaving them to their vices. Do you understand? When you read scripture, you see some passage that God looks like a scorned wife begging. 
don't go, you people. Okay? To show is reluctant, you know, reluctantly abandon people, okay, to their choices. When they, when they is, is get a 3, 10, and 11, he told them, there, Israel, repent. Why will you die? That's in Israel, repent and come back. Why will you die? That we are going over about your life. You people will die, just die. Now, why will you die? So that God is not the one actively sending evil. But when people reject God, he takes off his protection and they get to see what their, what their choices will bring upon them. Now, let's, let's look at our, our Nigerian contest. Is it God that is doing us? Or we that will do ourselves on a daily? So our country is wicked and annoying because of what we are doing. So it's not as though God is, the act, is actively, you know, judging people for wickedness, but that humans bring on themselves, okay, their own, and sometimes God cannot stop it. Hallelujah. Are we still good? 2 Timothy 2.12. 2 Timothy 2.12. 2 Timothy 2.12. Look at this. If we endure, we'll also reign with him. If we disown him, he will also disown us. But as we do the initial disowning, you get? People, people leave God, and for a while, they know that God, God is actually begging them. You almost know that God is begging to come back. But after a while, you have to respect your choice to, you know, to, to live your life. And I've seen by experience that people become ten times worse after that. I know by experience personal cases. Okay? Depression, affliction. All right? But it's not God making those things happen, but that when God has to draw his protection, people see all sorts. Are we still good? Leviticus 23. Leviticus 23. Okay, let's go together. I will set my face against him and cut him off from his people. For by sacrificing his children to Molech, he has defiled my sanctuary and profaned my only name. Can we simplify the version? Amplified. Leviticus 23, amplified version. Not the ordinary one, not the, not the classic, the regular amplified version. Look at this. I will also set my face against that man, opposing him, withdrawing my protection from him. That God's judgment is withdraw protection. Do you understand? That when people reject God, he has to reject them back, okay? And they will see the fruit of the rejection. That it's not as though God is actively bringing evil. But that, okay, people's judgment of, of God brings upon them evil because God has to withdraw protection. Okay? Good, good, good. Let's go to Deuteronomy 31.17. Deuteronomy 31.17. Okay? One, two, go. And in that day, I will become angry with them and forsake them. I will hide my face from them and they will be destroyed. Let's continue. Many disasters and calamities will come upon them and in that day they will ask, want to go? Yeah, come on us because our God is not with us. That is God's absence that brings in the destruction. That is not God's presence, his direct acts that brings destruction. But it is God turning away Okay, that brings the destruction. 
That it's not God's absence that brings it, but, but God's absence. That people reject God, okay, and they see the consequences of their rejection. The world itself is full of wickedness. That it is God's eye on people that protects them. That when people turn away from God, they are exposed to all sorts of evil. All right? So, when we read passages like Amos 3.6, this is how we should read it, okay? That God, okay, will withdraw his protection, okay, and anything they will see in that village, they will see it. But not be God that did it, but it will be God's absence that permitted it or caused it. Do you understand? So it's not God that with his own action and acts brought them evil and pain, but that they rejected God and they turned aside, okay, he had to reluctantly leave them and they see the fruits of their rejection. Hallelujah. And before this happens, God will keep speaking to his people. Israel, repent. Israel, evil is coming, no. Israel, repent. Okay? When they repent, of course, when, when they turn to him, he turns to them. I get my point here, and evil is averted. But when Israel rejects God and will not return back to God, okay, God has to forsake them and they see the fruit of their rejection. So, when you see these verses, that speak as though God did something. Read it well. First, remember that we see God in Jesus. We see God in Jesus. Okay? And in, in, no, in no place did he directly cause anyone. Rather, he went about doing good. He didn't also oppress the devil for God was with him. So he went everywhere as God's presence to people, healing their sick. So he didn't bring them bad. Rather, he brought them good. He says, others were oppressed by the devil. He came to deliver them, for God was with him. So the presence of God brings healing. His absence opens up to destruction. So we see clearly who the destroyer is. Okay, he came to heal others who were sick and were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. John 10, 10, the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But, but, Meaning we are different. <laughs> but, you know, we are not the same thing. We are not the same. Okay? When you see destruction, theft, and all that, it's not me. But I have come. When I come, when I'm there, I give life. And life abundant. So God's signature is healing, deliverance, protection. The devil's own is affliction, destruction, and death. So that you don't call what the devil did and say it's an act of God. Hallelujah. Are we blessed tonight? Let's give him thanks. Lord, we see you clearly in Jesus. We see you clearly in Jesus. And we come to appreciate more and more that you are love, you are good, you are light. You are God, you are good, and you are light. We come to understand better, you know, to read scripture in the light of Jesus. To see your character you know, in Jesus. To start from Jesus to see and know you clearly. Thank you, because Christ has come that we may have understanding, that we may know you who is true, and that by being in Jesus, we will be in you. Tonight, we pray for even much more understanding of your character, that we see you even more clearly. 
we see you more clearly. We understand you, you know, even better. And in this, you can better discern what are your works and what are not your works. In the name of Jesus. Amen. So someone shared with us some weeks back about how a girl in our school that claimed to be a prophet came and said, so as a person will die, point to our classmates that they will, they will die. Amen. When someone comes looking spiritual, no, 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 so so, so person will die. You know how it can be. That's a person straight, okay? That we are God's children. Yeah, we don't die like that. Amen. Thank God she knows the truth. So she can tell, like, we don't, it's not like that. Yeah, me, I will not die. Okay? So to, if you don't know God's character, you'll put all sort of things at the stable. The witch cried last night. The child cried this morning. The child died this morning. The witch killed the child. So God speaks, you know, about destruction coming in the future. If people don't repent, people then get destroyed. We now say, God, did the destruction. Please, wrong conclusion. Father, we thank you. Jesus, then we have listened. Continue from here next week, okay? Look at more stories, okay? Like um, David and Nathan. Um, and part where David, you know, numbered people of Israel and while I bust, okay? Um, part where the Bible says God sent God sent, sent a king a lying spirit. That God sent them a... So ask the question, does God have a lying spirit somewhere? Okay, so we'll see more of that um, subsequently. We hope you were blessed by that sermon. Chance to growth and global impact. Feel free to contact us via our social media platform at This Green Church. And do join us every Sunday by 9am and Wednesday by 6pm to be a part of our family. Remember, you are that Savior. You are light and life to your world.